0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of Afraid Not, like a knot that's frayed. I'm Jill McCormick. I'm Robin Wall. And we are going to be visiting today with Londa Balthrop.
1: We're so excited for you to get to
0: hear this conversation as Londa
1: shares great wisdom with us. Londa is a pastor's wife, a mom of four, an author... And she is an incredible musician. She's a flautist. she has a, a great flute studio, and she's a great woman to be around and to learn from.
0: Londa's going to talk about how she met her husband, what her family life is like, and also about a time that God gave her a job, a thing to do, and she obeyed and did it thinking, okay, this is what God told me to do, not realizing there was going to be some adversity. So as you're listening today...
1: This is definitely going to be something that applies to your life that you can learn from and, and that we can all see how God teaches us through the times we have. We're, we're following him in obedience, but it's not easy. So we hope you listen in and enjoy this conversation with Londa Balthrop.
0: So, Londa, will you give our listeners a little peek into your life? I mean, Robin and I have the privilege of knowing you, but our listeners may not. So
2: tell us a little bit about your family, your hobbies. All right. Thanks very much for having me today. It's an honor to be, to be with you all. And I grew up in Owasso. And I I loved getting to be from the city and see all the changes. And Chad and I have been at First Baptist for 16 years now, and it's been great. And we have four kids, one girl and three boys, and that's been really fun seeing them grow up. And I I tell people that God gave me the girl first because he knew um, my boys needed a second mom to help raise (laughs) them, (laughs) all three of them together. What are their ages right now? Jaden is 16, and Cademan is 14, and Ethan is 12, and Dawson is 9. It's hard to keep track sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so it's fun. They're in a fun stage of life. But I wanted to tell you how Chad and I met because it's a fun story, and I like thinking about it. And I love thinking about how God work, worked it all out. And I went to school at the University of Oklahoma, Boomer and <laughs> and um, he went to school at Oklahoma Baptist University, and go Bison. There you go. Yes, we have a Bison alum. <laughs> <laughs> so he grew up going to First Baptist Church in Moore, and I was looking for a home church when I was going to school in Norman, and. I was auditioning for a Baptist all-state traveling group in the summer, and the man who was doing the audition asked if I had a home church, and I said, not yet. And he said, why don't you come Sunday and play with our orchestra? And so I was excited that their church had an orchestra, and I came that Sunday, and they had a college group of over 200 um, from around the city, and it was incredible. And so I loved it and jumped right in. And um, actually, with that Baptist all-state group, a person that I got to know really well was a youth from First Baptist Church in Moore, and she said, "Hey, have you met Chad Balthrop?" And I said, "No." And she goes, "Well, I think you two would make a great couple." And to this day, <laughs> she takes credit for our marriage and <laughs> all that. She's great, <laughs> so Jenny sweet. Johnson, and so um, we we actually the college pastor said to Chad, "You need to find this girl." that plays flute and she's from OU. She goes to OU. And so Chad said, great, what's her name? And he goes, I don't know. (laughs) And then then he said, well, what's her number? And he goes, I don't know. I just know she plays flute and she's from OU and we need to have her play for our college group. And Chad said, okay. And so he began searching for me and um, he would ask different people, do you know this girl from OU that plays flute? And they would say no. And then um, he finally found me, and and at that time, um, I had been going to the college group, and I had noticed him because I remember my friends saying, you know, you and Chad would make a great couple. <laughs> so I thought, hmm, I like what I see. And so, <laughs> and so by the time he asked me to play for the college group, I thought, well, he plays keyboard, and he's asking me to play my flute, so. I could ask him to accompany me. Smart. (laughs) There you go. I call it creative dating. Yes. Um, Not scheming. But anyway, so we had to practice. He said yes. And we practiced together. And then after we would practice together, we would go out for a Coke or ice cream or something. and, And one of those times we went to Brahms and... He, we were talking, we got out of the car and we were talking and he goes, do you hear something? And I said, yes. And and he had left the engine running with the key still inside and locked it. Oh, <laughs> and so, so he says that was because he was so enamored, you know, with our time together. But anyway, <laughs> oh, that's what I like to think line. of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we, after that moment um, of us, practicing together we played and we had no more excuses to to be together and so he he said to me um well I I would ask you out this Friday but I have to go to a handbell concert and then he goes (laughs) at OBU, because it was a required thing I'm sure you did that Robin I had
1: I've attended some yes Yes. they are pretty good they
2: are if you (laughs) need to go to a handbell concert that's the one to go to for (laughs) sure so he goes you wouldn't want to go to that with me would you and in my mind, I was thinking, he's got to be kidding, because, <laughs> I mean, is he kidding? He's inviting me to a handbell concert. And I didn't want to seem overly anxious, you know, like, yes, I want to go with you to a handbell concert. And then <laughs> him go, well, I wasn't serious. So so I just kind of laughed. And then he goes, well, oh, I take that as a no. <laughs> and, and so I just kind of let it go. And then I thought, I've, no, I've got to tell him that I would like to go with him. So I ended up calling him back and saying were you serious about that invitation and he said yes I actually was and I said well I would like to go with you so we went to the handbell concert and how romantic yes so romantic (laughs) and we tell people that if your first date is to a handbell concert and you continue dating after that that's definitely the one for you (laughs) (laughs) so so that is how um we met and Began dating, and I just love how God brought us together. And wow. before, right before we began dating, I remember going back to OU, and I just had this desire to date him. And I had never really had um, a desire like that um, to date someone else. And <clears throat> I remember God bringing to my mind the verse Matthew six thirty three, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. And so I just remember coming to that point that if God never wanted me to date Chad, or if he never even wanted me to marry, then that's okay because I trusted that because he gave his best for me, that he has his best in mind for me in every area of my life. Mm -hmm. And so that was a real turning point for me and a, a big trusting moment for me that I just had to leave it in God's hands and if if that's what he wanted it would happen. And so it did and I'm very thankful. We've been married now for twenty three years and it's been very good. So awesome. I'm very thankful. Well yes.
1: it's really good for our listeners to just be reminded that where you are in your life, to seek first God's kingdom. And whether that is a college student, whether it's someone who's in their mid twenties seeking and, and wanting to find a spouse and not I'm not sure if God's going to provide that or not. Someone that's uh, a grandma that is wondering, what am I going to do with my retirement days? I don't know. And and every stage of our life that seeking God's kingdom first is the right place to start. And that's where the abundant life is. And he shows us the next step. And he showed you, he brought you to the place after you sought him first. He said, well, now, now I'm going to introduce you to your husband. Right. Mm -hmm. And yes, it
2: was very awesome. And just like you mentioned, neither one of us were seeking a spouse or even a date or, or any of that. We were just, like you said, we were, we were involved in the college group and we were seeking God and, and he brought us together through that. And Mm -hmm. it was awesome.
1: And Londa will not say this because she's far too humble, but she is one of the most amazing flute players oh. ever. Yes. Oh, I don't know about that. Ever.
0: So <laughs> yeah. beautiful, beautiful. So you and <laughs> Chad both musicals, mm-hmm. so are your children are. musical as well?
2: Oh, Some, yes. Um, our two oldest um, can play piano, and Jaden has led worship on the keyboard some, and that's been fun, and she can sing although um, she would rather probably me not tell you that, but she can't. She has a beautiful voice, and Cademan is in percussion at Owasso, an eighth grader, and it's been fun to see him do that, and now Ethan is a sixth-grade percussionist, so it's been fun to see them do those things and and go down that path, too. So, yeah. Awesome.
1: Well, we would really love for you to tell us about the Bible study that you wrote recently, First of all, we you just you wrote give a us- book. Yeah, she wrote a book. We need to have a moment I mean, that's here. kind of a big deal. Raise the roof. Uh, no. So, what's the a synopsis
2: know. of this study that you wrote? Okay, it's called Pursued, and in it, I study different people in the Bible. It's actually seventeen different people in the Bible. It's. Three people per letter of pursued, except for you. (laughs) That one was kind (laughs) of difficult. So I narrowed that down to two. And then I only um, did one U, even though there's no. Yes, I only did one U, even though there's two Us. I had to spell that. Exactly. Yes. Yes, I only did one. So there's 17 different people that I... We could think of it as pursed. There you go, pursed, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, like we carry, yes. So you have these
1: characters and... Yes,
2: and so I did a study on each one of those. And the basic study is about how God pursues us and how we were designed to pursue God and then how we can give someone the gift of being pursued. A lot of times in relationships when someone offends me or does something that I don't agree with, I tend to put up a wall between myself and them. And Chad, my husband, said something to me that I hope I never forget. He said that when we put up a wall between ourselves and others, then we lose any influence that we might have in their lives. And I remember that, and, and then I began to think of how God – pursued people over and over again in the Bible who had sinned big against him and how he went after them and and Peter is a great example of that and how he restored him mm-hmm. and even though he denied him and he was one of his closest friends and and God just showed me that he pursues us no matter what we've done and um, his love and his pursuit of us is so great that anything we we've done won't stop that. And mm-hmm. um, the way that I was asked to write pursued, um, DeShay Clausen and Kelly Fulton were leading our ladies Bible study at that time, and great women of God. They and and <laughs> they they came to me and said that they had both prayed separately about what to um, do in the next year of ladies Bible study. And they said that they both felt like God was leading them to ask me to write a Bible study. And I had never even had that thought of writing a Bible study before or, or anything like that. And I was, I was nervous and, um, a bit, overwhelmed because that's a big responsibility. And I get many things wrong, but I certainly don't want to get teaching God's word wrong ever. But we as humans, we do. We're going to get that wrong at some point, but I wanted to get it as right as humanly possible. And so I prayed about it and just felt like God was leading me to do that. And as I was praying about it, the, the thought of pursued came to my mind and how God pursues us and how we should pursue others and he really gave me a clear picture of that through my kids. From a very young age, Jaden, my daughter, would notice when things weren't right with me and she would come to me and say, Mom, are you okay? And it just touched my heart how she would just, she would come to me even when I was upset or anything like that and she she would ask if I was okay and she would do her best to try to make me better, to try to make me happy. Or whatever it was that was going on in my life, and and that touched me, and it just reminded me that I can do that for other people, not just right. my family and my kids. Um, I can I can try and help. I can pursue someone else, even when they have a bad attitude <laughs> or whatever, because I don't know what's going on in their life sometimes, and I need to pursue them and and try to help them in any way that I can. So
1: it's so awesome, and yeah. it's so cool that. God gave you such a confirmation in that not just Kelly Fulton or just Deche but he literally spoke to both of them separately. Yes. Which was really cool. So yes. you had that awareness God is speaking to both of them. Yes. For me to do this and I'm sure yes. that was a prompting. Yes, it was. Big God time. is really doing this.
2: <laughs> yes. And they were huge supports through it all. They prayed for me and they helped me and they gave me more time. <laughs> we kind of had a date of when we wanted it finished by and things happened in my life. And, and, um, I, I also wanted to mention that, that sometimes we feel that when God gives us a, a mission or a calling or something specific to do. Sometimes we think that all the doors will open. It will be easy. All the pathway will be laid straight, you know, no bumps. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We kind of think, okay, this is God has me going this direction. So let's go. It's going to be easy. And and that's not the case. That's not the case at all. um, Sometimes and oftentimes because the enemy, Satan loves to mess that up and he's going to try and distract us and detour us and keep us from whatever it is God has called us to do. And he did that as I was writing Pursued. I um, actually, I, I have never felt as attacked in my marriage before as I did when I was writing that study. Um, there were things, accusations and different things like that that came up that I had never dealt with before in my marriage, and and um, Chad and I worked through those things, and, and we actually became stronger through it all, But um, and I had a mentor during this time that really helped me and prayed with me and, and encouraged me through it all because it was very hard, and the other thing that happened was I was very easily distracted. <laughs> like things things like laundry and um, washing the dishes and cleaning the house, you know. Suddenly I want to do those things. Right. <laughs> I had pressing. this, yes, I had this unbelievable <laughs> desire to do things that I do every single day <laughs> that can wait, but I was just, they were pressing, just like you said, they were pressing, like get them done now. Mm. And God kept saying, no sit down and write and and do this because this is what I have for you to do right now. And, And the enemy loves to distract us. If he can't keep us from what we're supposed to do, he loves to distract us and pull us away and say, oh, you can wait. That can wait until later. And we just have to Um, my mentor really encouraged me to set aside that time. Like if you had a job, you would need to go to your job from this time to this time. Well, if God's called you to do this, if he's called you to write, set aside that time. Maybe it's just an hour on this day or it's two hours on this day, but set aside a certain time and use that time to write and don't let anything distract you away from that. And so so it, did you pick a mentor that was that had been a writer also that knew
0: kind of the process?
2: Actually, I didn't, no. She's an older lady in our church, and she's someone who had been a mentor to me before I was asked to write this. Mm-hmm. And so she was just extremely encouraging um, and helped me know and helped me continue on because she said she reminded me that God gave you this and God specifically has this for you to do. And so this is how I'm going to pray for you. And this is, these are the steps that you can do to, um, to overcome being distracted and, and things like that. So truly iron
1: sharpening iron.
2: Yes, it was. That is what that means.
1: You were sharpened and encouraged because of those
2: encouraging words she gave you. Yes. At the moment you needed that. Yes, mentoring and having someone in your life like that is so important. And and again, the enemy likes to let us think, oh, you can handle it. You're good. You can do this by yourself. And then when we get into a really tough situation, we almost talk ourselves out of it again because we think, oh, no one would want to talk to me now. I'm I'm in this situation, and so. Um, It it just really helps to have someone to speak into your life Mm -hmm. and to help you and to encourage you in those times when you, it's hard to see the end. And they can say, because maybe they've been there or maybe they haven't, but they can encourage you with scripture and they can pray for you and and be there for you during those times. Because sometimes when
0: we're right in the middle of something, we can't see the, like somebody from the outside can kind of see into it and say, that's not what's happening. Like you're yes. you're too in the
2: middle of everything else.
1: Yes, mm-hmm.
2: yes. And that's exactly what she did. Yes. And the was,
1: spiritual warfare that you experienced was exactly yes. that. Yes. Because Satan wanted you to stop and put it away and say, I can't do it. It's too hard.
2: Yes. Yeah. He
1: wanted you to give up. And because you didn't give up, now you're on the other side of it. And you can look back and say, God gave me the victory. And yes. this is a completed book. St- it's a Bible study that can help. Countless women, because you yes. continued in persevering through yes. the process. Yes. Did you try to write every day of the week, or did you have a morning plan every morning, or what was your?
2: Right, not every day of the week. Probably a couple times during the week, or two or three times during the week. I tried to set aside that time and and write. And then there were some weekends that I had more time, you know, and and things like that. But yeah, we kind of did. Had you written stuff before? I had just written. Bible studies for Sunday morning. So like a 20 or 30 minute study, that's as much as I had written before. And so putting a whole study together in our Bible study here at First Baptist is two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. So I thought, how am I going <laughs> to fill two and a half hours? And, and in this study, whenever I talk about a character or a person in the Bible, at the end of that, um, we have discussion questions that if you do it with a group or or just questions for you to think about on your own if if you do it yourself, but we pause after each person and have questions to think about or to discuss together.
1: I love it. What were some of the blessings that you experienced you would have missed if you hadn't written Pursued?
2: So many, and um, one is just going through a difficult time and persevering, and knowing that God is going to be with us no matter what we face, and He's going to help us through that, and depending on Him and His strength through it all was was huge and a big growing time for me personally, and then the ladies, I have a lot of respect for the ladies here at First Baptist Owasso, and I Many of them know the Bible much more than I do, and so it was a little bit intimidating to stand before them and teach God's Word. But God gave me the peace, and through Deshay and Kelly's encouragement, um, just really helped me through all of that. And and some ladies just gave me very encouraging words. An older lady at our church, whenever we were talking about David, King David, and his temptation with Bathsheba, and and then murdering and and things like that. Um, we talked about that in the study, and she said that she studied that story many times and had never heard it and explained in the way that um, we talked about through pursuit. So things like that wow. was just really an honor to hear. You know, people mm-hmm. who had studied mm-hmm. God's word for a long time. It was just a, a real encouragement, and to for them to say those things.
0: Because I think anytime we can make. Bible, I think sometimes when we look at Bible characters, we just think that they're just this one dimensional character and they're perfect and this is what yes. happens. And anytime we can go, no, these were actual human people and yes. had like challenges and sins and things just like we do,
2: yes. it
0: makes it so much more
2: just alive. Yes, yes, for sure. And that's one thing that we talk about quite often in pursuit, is that it's not just a story. These were actual people Mm -hmm. who went through these times, Daniel in the lion's den. That really happened when God rescued him through that. And Esther and her story of an orphan being brought before a king and how she led the people of Israel out of captivity and she could have been killed because of going before a king when she wasn't summoned and how God led her through all of that is just incredible and it's it was great for me to be able to do these in-depth studies and just to be reminded of how much God loves us and how His power is more than we could ever imagine. When we trust, Mm -hmm. truly Mm -hmm. trust in Him, what He can do in us and through us is more than we could ever imagine. One of my favorite verses is Ephesians 3.20. Now to Him, now to God, who is able to do abundantly above what we can ask or imagine, to Him be the glory. I, I love that verse because it's to Him. He can do things through us and in us that that can't be explained because of us and when we trust in him and when we believe in him. And so it's been, it's been great to be able to be reminded of that as I wrote that study and taught it.
1: Thank you for writing it. Thank yeah. <laughs> you for sharing the truths that God impressed on your heart. And you know, revelation 12 11 says that we have triumph over our enemy By the blood of the lamb, which we know that is Jesus and his death and resurrection on the cross, and by the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony and sharing what God has brought us through is one way we have triumph over our enemy. Yes. And we help other people to have triumph. So thank you for writing and thank you for being obedient and and pursuing it pursued.
2: Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> so why don't you tell us about the ministry that is on your heart. You're currently involved in, in our church, and it's something really cool that God's been doing this year for you.
2: Yes, it's it's been really neat and an honored to be a part of. At, at the end of the school year, beginning of the summer, we had an opportunity for me to step into our college ministry and begin to help there. And I I thought, well, I'll try it for the summer and see how it goes because they may not like me <laughs> and or it may not work out. And so I wanted to give them an opportunity to do something different um, if it didn't work out with me being in there. And so um, through the summer, I stepped in there and began teaching and, and just kind of Um, leading our college students we've formed a college council and and different things like that and we've done several um, get-togethers with them at our house played cornhole and swimming and ice cream and and fun thing we've gone bowling and different things like that and it's just been really fun to be a part of their lives we have some incredible college students Mm -hmm. and college age is one of those ages where they make some huge life choices so true and I love getting to be a part of their lives and help them through that and help them follow God as they make these huge life choices. And we, we um, meet together on Sunday mornings at 930 in the Jetway, and um, it's been great to see them grow together as a college group. It's been great to see people invite their friends this past Sunday one of our students um, is in a nursing school in Tulsa at OU Tulsa, and she invited three friends from her nursing school to come awesome. um, be a part. And one lives in Broken Arrow, and I believe one graduated from Owasso. And so it's been neat to see them and invite their friends and come and be a part. And we talk about apologetics and things like that. This past Sunday, I started a, a new thing called the hot seat. <laughs> and so there's a chair up front and I encourage someone to come take the hot seat and I would ask them a question or make a statement about Christianity and then they would need to respond to that. And um, we use the verse 1 Peter three fifteen, that says always be prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have with gentleness and love and respect. And so we talked about that and Um, no one took the hot seat this Sunday (laughs) surprisingly no and um but maybe other Sundays they'll do that but I want to I want them to be able to think on their feet when they have these questions and these hard topics brought up I want them to be able to respond to that and to be able to give a reason for the hope that they have and so this Sunday I I said that um no one took the hot seat, but I let them answer it at their tables. And we, I just said that Christianity is for the weak, and people often use that as a crutch to get through life. And so they thought about that question, and then they talked about it amongst their tables and then gave some responses, and their responses were very good. They, they said that, yes, we as humans, we are weak, and we do need help. yes we do (laughs) we we find that help through Jesus Christ and he's the best help that I could ever find I've searched in many different places and tried many different things and people for help but no one meets my needs like God does Mm -hmm. and so um, it's just we are about to begin um, going through the book Celebration of Discipline together on Wednesday nights and and it's just been really fun to see the college group grow and get to know each other and enjoy making new friends. And and um, I want to thank you this. as a parent, because my daughter,
1: Emily, was so grateful Good. for the ministry that you provided this summer. She enjoyed Sunday school. She enjoyed going to the get togethers. I think she got to go to maybe two of them, um, you know, among yeah. busy, busy yeah. things going on. But it is making a difference Good. and it's so needed and I'm so grateful that you're doing that
0: and you've Good. always had a heart for youth like we've yes. taught Sunday school together yeah, and got on mission trips together and yeah, you're always that's always been a passion of yours so I'm glad yes. to see you jump into and yeah. when we were teaching senior girls that was one yeah. of the main things that was big on your heart was this transition to college yes and that that is going to be such a life test and you better be ready for it when you get there because as we talk to some (laughs) of them some of them think oh I got this It's fine no I I know I know my stuff I know the verses I'm I'm, I'm fine yes and then they get there and realize oh maybe I don't
2: know as much as I thought I did right
0: it's good that they have you there as they're walking through that.
2: Thank you very much. It's an honor to be with them. And I love what you've titled this podcast, Afraid Not, <laughs> because we, we are definitely not <laughs> a perfect knot. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, one thing through the college ministry that God has reminded me of is how important community is. And not just community with people who share our same interests, like we like the same music or movies or concerts or whatever, but we share community with those that share our same values and are headed in the same direction as we are. That's so important in our lives. And God has reminded me through this college group that how much we need that because God tells us to encourage one another daily and Mm -hmm. to spur one another on toward Mm -hmm. love and good deeds. We can't spur someone on that's not there. We don't know what's going on in their lives, and we need people to speak into our lives because we can't fully see what's going on in our lives. Like we go to a doctor to be diagnosed for a sickness because we don't know what's going on inside us, but they do, and we need each other. We need God most of all to speak into our lives, but we need each other to be able to say, hey... That's not quite who I know you to be and to find out what's going on and how we can help and to pray for each other and support each other. This past Sunday, we talked about the verse in Jeremiah 17, 9, which says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? And a lot of times we as humans begin to think, I'm fine. I'm, I can handle this. Like you said, Jill, mm-hmm. And, and we get into that mode of, I'm good. I don't need anybody else. And I tend to be that way. I really tend to be, I don't need people. (laughs) People tend to be annoying and, and do this. And God's like, yeah, and you're a people. And yes, I am. (laughs) I'm one of those (laughs) annoying people at times. So, um, he, he's reminded me that we all have a deceiving heart and I need to depend on God to show me where my heart is being deceptive. And I need people around me to show me those things because I won't see it all the time. I won't see how my heart is being deceptive and I need others in my life to show me that. And so this college group has been great to show me and to remind me that we need each other. And, and then the verse in um Ecclesiastes 4, verse 12 says, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And so we need those people in our lives to help us stand firm in our faith. And, and I love that
0: because we usually use that verse for marriage, which works too. Yes. But I love that it works
2: also just with friendships. Yes, yeah. Yes. And there sure. may be
1: someone listening right now that is feeling a little that conviction in their heart that the Holy Spirit's reminding them how much we all need to be in community with believers. And we need to be in church. We need to be gathering with our Christian friends, investing in those relationships. Just this morning, Chris and I stopped on a walk and chatted with some people in our neighborhood. And in the conversation, they mentioned that they years ago that they used to go to First Baptist Owasso, mm. and then they gradually just got out of the habit, and now it has been years since they have been to any church. And a one, one Sunday becomes a few. Mm-hmm. That kind of, without realizing it, someone one might realize two months has gone by. Oh, I haven't been to church that long, and before they know it, it's half a year. Right. And then they look up, and it's been years. And we. If you're listening today, and you're thinking, "I just, I don't know, I don't know if I can go back," well, we as um, doing this podcast, one of our hopes is that we we will be a blessing to people that are listening. That God would use these stories to bring you to Himself, to draw you to Himself, and we want you to know that it's never too late to go back. God wants you to go back, so come yes. on back to church. Yeah.
2: Yes.
0: So how has college? How has the college ministry reinforced your beliefs? Because college kids are good about shining a mirror, high school, college, whatever, shining yes. a mirror of like this is life and
2: this is how things are. So yes. how, is, how is that reinforced? For sure. They do ask the tough questions. They do. Yes. yes. Which I love. I love because it challenges me and it makes me think about things in a different way and and I, I like to try and challenge them. And, and so it, it has caused me to dig deep in Scripture and, and apologetics, to know why I believe what I believe, and um, just just to be prepared, like like we talked about, to be prepared, to give a reason for the hope that we have. And and I love talking with them because you find out where their hearts are and, and where they're headed. And um, one of my... Um, the reason that I do what I do and, and have a passion for what I do is because I desire to help people be able to say now and many years down the road, I'm glad I did instead of I wish I had. That's, mm-hmm. that's my passion. Right. That's my desire for our college students and for writing a study or, or anything I do because it's, it's so difficult to look back in life and say, I wish I had, and then for that opportunity to, to be passed, that we no longer have that chance to, to make an impact or an influence at that time in life, or, or we made choices that affect our life way down the road. And so I want to help them make choices and encourage them to make choices so that they can say, I'm glad I did, instead of, I wish I had.
0: Have you always awesome. had that kind of a passion or did something happen growing up or was there somebody that talked to you that made you feel that way or have you just always kind of been drawn to building people up?
2: That's a great question. I That has definitely grown in my life. I mm-hmm. think especially as being a parent, <laughs> that has really caused me to feel that way about others because a desire for my our kids is that, they would love God with all that they are because I, when I do that, my life is, is filled with purpose and meaning and it's going in the direction that I know it should go. That's, that's how I was created. That's how we all were created It's mm-hmm. to follow God with all that we are. When I tell my kids to do something that only goes so far and then they can say, I'm tired of listening to you and do whatever they want to do. But if they are listening to God, tell them what to do inside their lives, that will go with them for the rest of their mm-hmm. lives. And that will affect mm-hmm. their attitudes and their actions far beyond what I can tell them to do. And so that that is um, where it probably really began to grow um, is as a parent and then being involved in our student ministry and now in our college ministry, I just... I love having that opportunity to develop those relationships and to be able to speak into other people's lives and be a part of their lives like that. And them speaking to mine, it's been great to be encouraged and challenged because you're certainly encouraged and challenged when <laughs> when you have to teach. Mm-hmm. So it's been great.
0: What are some podcasts or books or other things that you're just loving?
2: All right. I listen to several, but a few of mine that I just keep going back to. I love to listen to Andy Stanley with North Point Community Church. He, he speaks in a very clear way, and, and I learn a lot from him. And then Ravi Zacharias. Um, what, oh, I love Ravi Zacharias. He's great. <laughs> he's learned, so good. He cool. is. I learned so much from him uh, as far as apologetics yes. and mm-hmm. why you believe what you believe. And his website is rzim.org. And he has tons of resources on there. And even kind of a university where they teach people about apologetics and things like that. And and so if if there's plenty of resources um, to go to. But those are two of my favorites that I look at quite often and listen to.
1: (laughs) How could our listeners find Pursued if they want to find
2: that and go through with a group of friends? Yes, great question. My website is aboveandbeyond320.com. So that's all one word, above and beyond, and then the numbers, three twenty. Dot com. Is so. the and spelled out or is it, it the and symbol? It is spelled A-N-D. out. A-N-D. Yes.
0: And if you're listening to this in your car or on your treadmill, we will have that link posted on our on our site That's so that right. you can just click on it and you don't have to, like, write that down if you're driving. Awesome. Yes, please don't write if you're driving right now.
1: Well, we would love to wrap up this recording today with a final word of encouragement. Anything you want to share with our listeners as we close out? And we also just want to say thanks. Thank you so much for doing this. We are so thrilled that you came today and that you shared your heart with us.
2: We're Thank really you. grateful. Thank you. It's an honor to be with you all. I I just love you both, and I respect you a ton, and I'm thankful for your friendship, and I'm thankful for this time. Thank you for listening and, and being a part of who we are. And, and to close out, lately God has really been showing me how important it is to live for the ultimate. Like, what is coming? What At the end of your life, what do you want said about you? And instead of for the immediate, it's so easy to be caught up in the immediate and the want now. You know, I, I really want that chocolate bar right now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I remember that I would really like to stay awake or or be healthy and not gain those extra pounds. That's one of my struggles. <laughs> and and so um, God's really teaching me to look for um, the ultimate in life. What what do I want? to be said about me um, when it comes to the end of my life and to mm-hmm. live in a way that's, that I can be able to say I'm glad I did instead of I wish I had. And I have mm-hmm. my kids looking at my life and um, now these college students. And and one day I will look at my Heavenly Father face-to-face and I hope that he can say, well done. And so that's that's my ultimate goal and desire so.
0: well we love you and we are just so thankful for you and your ministry and and your witness to us and to our children our very own children and and your whole family we love all you. of you. Yeah. Thank so you thank you, you Londa. <laughs> thank you
2: Wanda. thank you
0: we hope you enjoyed this conversation with Londa Balthrop. She had some great words of wisdom for us. In two weeks, we'll be back and talking to Julie Messer about authenticity. Julie Messer's an elementary school teacher. So join us then. Thanks so much
1: for listening in. We are so happy that you did, and we hope this conversation was a blessing to your life. Know that God is with you, and have a great day.